0: To another episode of ballers beers and banter i'm your host dave here with me anthony and moose what's up hello how you guys doing pretty pretty good i'm doing uh, well i'm doing pretty, well. pretty good doing well <laughs> what what do you guys think of this atlanta carolina game so far any any um, initial observations before we well,
1: hopefully up. everybody started who they needed to from this game, the kickers, the quarterbacks, the receivers, the running backs. Todd Gurley's off to a slow start, but um everybody should have been started in this game. It's I think I think, uh, should uh, I think, have to- I
2: think Todd Gurley might be injured. He might be. Yeah.
0: He definitely well, missed a couple series.
1: It seems like it, but when they all oh, when they pan over to him mm-hmm. on the sideline, like he's just stretching, he doesn't look like he's overly stretching a like his leg or something, he looks like he wants to be in, but maybe there's something lingering that the coaches don't want to take a chance on, especially
0: since it's raining. Definitely. That seems to be the case. Moose, any observations on the uh, quarterback front uh, on the Atlanta side? or
2: How's Matt Ryan looking? I mean, he's looking okay. He's got a rushing touchdown. Uh, he looks like he's struggling now that uh, Calvin Ridley's out of the
0: game. Yep, Calvin Ridley went out. uh, Important to note, keep an eye on that.
1: Which is good for me because in the league where I have the most injuries, uh, my opponent has Calvin Ridley starting, and he has now left the
0: game with five fantasy points. So, yay me. Maybe getting lucky. Yeah. That's it, Moose. Nothing else of note? Nothing Nothing that you noticed or that you continue to notice every week about Matt Ryan?
2: Yeah, Matt Ryan's got a big helmet. <laughs> oh,
0: God. Jesus. <laughs> this is not how
1: I saw that comment going when we talked about it pre-episode. Is head's huge. Just,
2: this is the serious part of the, of the podcast. And when we get to the joking around about, you know, Derek Carr's eyeliner and Matt Ryan's oversized <laughs> helmet, then we can start I making jokes. But we're analyzing
0: nothing, nothing the fantasy football right off. now. Nothing wrong with kicking it off with a little hilarious note about well, the fact that might Matt Ryan looks like a human. To it later. He looks right, like a human bobblehead, you know? He, he, like it's, like, it's, it's like every Sunday at Atlanta Stadium is Bobblehead Matt Ryan Day because he looks like a human bobblehead.
1: So he, he, he might want to
2: try a smaller helmet.
1: <laughs> so Calvin Ridley will not be <laughs> returning to the game, so the injury must be significant. So pay attention to that post game uh, in the next couple days.
0: All right. Any other injuries to note?
1: Uh, In general, general. um, Aaron Jones, Dalvin Cook still not practicing. Uh, Almost the entire backfield of the Seahawks is not practicing, which is Chris Carson, Carlos Hyde, um, Travis Homer. So potentially DJ Dallas could be a sneaky of the weekie, but uh, apparently he's terrible in pass blocking. So I don't know if some random fifth running back is going to get in there on Sunday.
0: So every we'll every Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett owner just rejoiced because they're gonna they're gonna pass a lot. Yeah. Um, also worth mentioning that today it was announced that someone on the Los Angeles Chargers and separately the New York Giants tested positive for COVID. Um, I I don't think the games are in danger, though. It seems like the new trend is just the position. Whoever was around gets sent home, and then if no one else tests positive, you're good to go. So, like, if an O-lineman, like the Vegas, Las Vegas O-lineman got tested positive, the O-line goes home, you know, to well, quarantine.
1: For, to give you an example, so I've been confined to my house for the past few days because at my work, one of the guys tested positive for covid and just our team got sent home to get right. tested everybody else that didn't that doesn't have close interactions with him throughout the week got to stay i tested negative a bunch of us tested negative so we're all good so that one guy so we're cleared to go back that one guy has to stay home
2: you did test you did test positive for one thing though what being absolutely handsome oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
0: I'm not laughing because it's not true. It's very true, but just the delivery by Moose <laughs> was fantastic. And you I knew me by it was surprise. Coming. Usually i knew a little knew bit more coffee than expected. Oh man, that's great. Oh goodness. <laughs> what a compliment. Anyways, looks like the NFL is handling um, COVID fairly well. Not like yeah. did you know did you notice or did you hear? And this is off track, but really quickly, uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers won the World Series. Um, last night and one of the players got pulled mid game in the seventh inning because he tested positive for COVID in the game. Like his first test was inconclusive. And then the next test came back in the seventh inning and he tested positive. So he got pulled. Wow. But then they won and he went back out onto the field, celebrated with his teammates. He was there with his wife. There's a picture of him kissing his wife and he's in the team photo with a mask on, but in the team photo next to all his teammates. How ridiculous is that?
2: I mean, I don't want to get all political here, but I just happened to be watching CNN before the game. (laughs) And uh, Donald Trump is literally in front of his podium saying, when you're in a close space and you're close to each other, you should be wearing a mask. And then there's like 100 people sitting behind him, and they're all shoulder to shoulder on top of each other. No one's wearing a mask. There's two people. There's two people wearing a mask. As he's literally saying, oh, "When you're getting close together, wear a mask." So, <laughs> yeah. you know,
0: it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's everyone. Wild. Everyone, be careful out there. It's it, yeah. just, just practice caution. Why not? You know? Yeah. Why not? It can't hurt. Hey guys, what are you drinking tonight? I got a uh, Heineken. <laughs> he says. He says begrudgingly. Begrudgingly, ah, I got a Heineken. No, I, I enjoy my Heineken. Yeah, I know, but you seem like you're. You say it. Uh, what's the word bashfully not bashfully but like you know you're in trouble you know like a kid who knows he's in trouble from dad me being dad because i'm always telling you guys to drink other beers but yeah i get it yeah. anthony what do you got
1: um so because of my situation of being confined at home i did not go pick up beers so i am drinking a coffee and baileys i had finished my heineken last episode
2: um so i couldn't go out and get beer
0: coffee and baileys it is and i we should, get, we should get
2: a few bottles of code red mountain dew because <laughs> you guys are Do on code still red have-
0: lockdown. I get are it. Those code still red a thing? is those were tasty. Those were, they tasty. were tasty. I am drinking a uh, Spinnaker's Brewpub Bourbon Black Lager, and it is tasty, strong, but tasty. And uh, yeah, I like it, um, guys. I think one of the things lot. I want to I want to just let the listeners know, our uh, loyal diehard listeners here, that we're planning a mid season. Um, review episode a special episode we're thinking about a wednesday release uh, and kind of recap where we're at so far in the nfl season uh, some of the biggest surprises uh, maybe revisit some of our predictions but one thing i'm gonna now i think i'm gonna go back and track is just list all the beers that i've drank so far because i'm usually a different beer every time maybe i'll just give my top 10 list because there's been so many but that's one project i'm gonna undertake with your consent, gentlemen. Sure. All right, great. Oh, I got a sure. <laughs> you guys ready for start sit? Yeah, let's do it. All yes. All right. So as per our new norm, we're going to give um, each give a must start and a must sit, and then if you want more details or more start sits, then you can look at our new Vamped graphics that will be on uh, posted on our social media. You can find us at Three B Fantasy Pod on Instagram, Twitter. Facebook, and Gmail. Who's kicking us off, boys? Let's start with Let's start with starts. Let's start with our Russell Wilsons.
2: Uh, so for me, my Russell Wilson of the week is Brandon Ayuk. He's uh, going up against the Seattle Seahawks. And uh, if we're looking back on last week, uh, Christian Kirk got himself two touchdowns. I'm saying this as... Brandon Ayuk is not the first option in San Francisco. Um, well, actually, he he might be this
0: week. Uh, considering he, uh, Debo's that, out. I mean, George Debo's Kittle's out. always not practicing. George Kittle's kind of the de facto first option, but Brandon Ayuk, definitely number two. Yes,
2: yeah, so as a, as a secondary option, he might find the same or similar success that uh, Christian Kirk did last week.
0: Uh, and that's my start for Brandon Ayuk. And Moose, I have to agree with this one. Um, first of all he's an explosive player he doesn't need that many touches to to be uh, valuable and the Seattle Seahawks are by far the worst against fantasy wide receivers giving up 38.1 points to wide receivers on average uh, people people be eaten against the Seattle Seahawks defense so also I wanted to mention
2: one thing I, I wanted to mention it last week I just remembered this week, Tony Romo called him Brandon Ayuk.
0: Oh, no, on purpose?
2: I don't know. He okay. said it like that's how you say his last name. Oh, you mean like that might be how you say it?
0: Yeah,
1: like he wasn't yeah. making fun of him. Wasn't making fun of him. Oh. That's
2: uh, apparently how
0: you say it. All right, well, we'll, uh, we'll get producer Jim on that. Um, and in terms of stats, last week uh, he was seven targeted seven times, got caught six for 115 yards. So he nice. can definitely put up some some numbers. I agree. Anthony, what do you think?
1: Um, When I was looking at who I was going to pick as my uh, Russell Wilson, my definite start, Ayuk was definitely one of the guys I had up there. Um, I went somewhere else, as you'll find out in a moment, but uh, definitely agree with Moose on this one. Well, where is that other place that you went, Anthony? Where did it take you? It took me to Jamal Williams. So... As we all know, or as we mentioned earlier on, Aaron Jones is not practicing. Um, we saw last week Jamal Williams in half-point PPR, finished with 19.4 fantasy points, 77 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown, and 37 receiving yards with uh, four receptions. Um, Jamal Williams is uh, has been a competent uh, secondary back. He's only had one other week in the double digits, and he kind of makes up or, like, he gets most of his points in the receiving game when Aaron Jones is in. But uh, Jamal Williams is not signed with the Green Bay Packers in 2021, so with every opportunity he gets, he's going to want to make the most of it to show other teams that he could be a starter as a number one. So I do believe that against the Minnesota Vikings this week that he will play super well again and be a definite start, an RB
0: two worthy start. Is this dependent on if on Aaron Jones being out? This is
1: dependent on Aaron Jones being out. Okay. The way it's looking, Aaron Jones is not practicing this late in the week. It's not a good thing for all you Aaron Jones owners. It's looking like he's not going to play. If by some chance Aaron Jones does play, a backup for you guys that are listening to my uh, sure in, my Russell Wilson, a backup to Jamal Williams will be Boston Scott, who is okay. also replacing an injured number one guy
0: in Miles Sanders. And But yeah, Boston Scott was not great last week. He was horrible until the very last play of the game. Uh, he'll get opportunities, and... Like, we well, saw it's true? Last They're week. playing Dallas. They're playing, yeah. Dallas. I retract my statement. Dallas is going to be just awful.
2: And I, I think, Anthony, even if um, Aaron Jones does play, I think Jamal Williams is still a great start. There's no way uh, Aaron Jones is going to be at 100%. Right. I think it, it, I think he's a guy you have to keep on your
1: roster. Even when Aaron Jones comes back, he's not a guy that you should drop. I do know, like I said before, he's only had two double digit weeks, but you know with his skill in the receiving game especially in half point ppr or full ppr leagues he's definitely a guy you should keep on your bench and could be a league
0: winner one of yep. moose's like league winner type guys exactly and i thought he looked really good last week so i got to agree with that one but i'm more i'm leaning more towards if aaron jones is out if aaron jones is in i would feel uncomfortable starting that's
1: me. Uh but just a note like we like looking a- ahead week 14, 15, 16 which is usually playoff weeks. They play Detroit, Carolina and Tennessee. So oh, those are
0: pretty good matchups.
1: Yeah. So if Aaron Jones gets injured or even Aaron Jones is not injured, I think those are games Could where literally be a league winner. where they might want to save Aaron Jones for their playoffs and
0: Jamal Williams can see more time. All right. Um, my Russell Wilson of the week for week eight is running back Jonathan Taylor of the Indianapolis Colts going up against the Detroit Lions this week. The Detroit Lions defense is the fourth worst in fantasy against running backs, giving up an average of 25.1 points per game to running backs. So a lot of opportunity there. Um, secondly, the Colts are coming off a bye. They have a good coach. They're a good team. And teams generally coming off a bye with two weeks to prepare usually do very well. So I think that the matchup is there for them. And listen, Jonathan Taylor has quietly been a very good running back, but probably underwhelming once Marlon Mack went down. I don't know what you guys think, but once Mack went down, I owned Taylor in a couple of leagues and I was like, all right, here we go. He's going to be one of the best running backs in the league. Not quite. You know, he's been just average. His lowest game has been 8.4 points. His highest game has been 18 points. In half point PPR. So he's been like, you know, um consistent and a high a high floor, but so far, nothing crazy. I think coming off the bye, the smart decision for the Colts would be to ride Taylor. Let him go. He has the best yards per carry on the team, he's clearly the best running back on the team, and just defeat him like crazy. And I'm thinking that, that trend starts this week.
2: Yeah, and usually that usually that is the case with rookies after the bye week. I mean, yeah. if you look at uh, DeAndre Swift, it was the same thing. Came back off the bye, 22 fantasy points. Um, you know, he got you a touchdown last week and a handful of yards. So I think you can expect great things from uh, JTT
0: as well. Great point. Jonathan Taylor, touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, agree or disagree?
1: Um, I I agree this week. I uh, you, you got to start him, and I know a lot of people drafted him to start, especially the way you guys talked him up uh, preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew he was going to get the opportunity this year uh, because I didn't think Marlon Mack was going to finish the year. Uh, I did say in our uh, beer bet season long that Jonathan Taylor wasn't going to be in the top 24 because I thought Mack would play enough to kind of hold Jonathan Taylor back a bit, but... Um, even with having the the starting spot on the team, he's he has struggled, like you said. But uh, definitely against Detroit, you got to start him. Awesome. I don't think he's a guy you, you should put on your bench, even though it's annoying when Hines and Wilkins uh, take work from him. But
0: yes, very. He's annoying. a
1: definite start.
0: All right, so we got our starts out of the way. Our Russell Wilsons. Let's get into our Jarrett Siddhams. and. Uh, We might not be able to use that forever with how poorly Cam Newton's been playing. But for now, it's Jared Sims and the people recommending you sit each week. I'll lead us off. I'm going to start with a tight end, and that's going to be Tyler Higbee, guys. If you eliminate Tyler Higbee's week two performance against Philadelphia, where he got three touchdowns and 25.9 points, he is not a very good tight end this year. His other games have been five, seven, three, two, and seven points. Um, He got injured, did not play against Chicago. He's been limited at practice, um, so he's designated as questionable right now. And then on top of all that, if that wasn't enough, he's going up against the Miami Dolphins this week, who are second in the league against tight ends. They give up an average of 3.2 points per game to tight ends. So they're actually a very underrated defense, the Dolphins. So uh, I would be not starting Higby, and I might even be considering dropping Higby if you have him on your roster. Agree? agree? Disagree.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah. I would 100% agree yeah.
1: with that. Uh, the, the way I feel about the Rams is just when Goff is your quarterback, one week everybody can go. Everybody can Goff or everybody can just <laughs> fail miserably. And uh even when Goff
0: has his big games it seems like everybody struggles Pe- people can people can go off or be left hig behind huh yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right um, but one thing to say though is that uh,
2: Jared Goff definitely loves his tight ends yeah um, well, it
1: was the same you know, thing uh, you, against Chicago like Everett only got that touchdown at the very end of the game, if he didn't, then the tight end, well, Higby missed last game with an injury, but mm-hmm. uh, Everett would have been irrelevant, but I don't think anybody started <laughs> Everett anyways. And if they're both playing, eh, they
0: kind of do not they, all, they cancel each other out. If they're out. both it's very playing, tough to play them.
1: I would say don't play Everett, and yeah. Higby, if you're really in a tough situation with your tight ends, but uh, yeah. I would say not start any of those guys the rest of the season.
2: Boom. Agreed. My sit for the week is, uh, well, there's two. The, I'll start with the most obvious one. Um, any of the Dallas Cowboy receivers. Uh, ben <laughs> DiNucci is their quarterback. I can't imagine it's going to go well for anyone. Uh, not named Ezekiel Elliott, and even there, it could be a disaster. Yeah. So that's we'll my obvious one. Old Butterfingers Elliott.
1: When, yeah. Just before you move to your second one, Amari Cooper
2: also not worthy no, I mean, who knows what Ben DiNucci can do? Yeah, I mean, I think I think you have to start Amari Cooper because you've
0: invested in him. But I yeah. mean, it could I go mean, completely yeah. sideways. I mean, initially, when you know, when I heard you were going to say Cooper, you say Dallas Cowboys receivers, I thought, well, Cooper's got to be a start. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I could easily see Philadelphia winning like twenty-four to three, you know, the same way the Rams beat the Bears, like. And the the Cowboys just getting putting up no points and just struggling totally on offense. So yeah, yeah, I'd be concerned. I'd be concerned.
2: Yeah, and then my other one is Adrian Peterson. Uh, He's definitely in the he's old category, and he's going (laughs) he's going up against the Colts defense, which are very good at stopping the run. Adrian Peterson
0: is nothing special these days. Um. Yeah, not, yeah. Not, not only are the Colts, again, we talked about them coming off the bye. Um, they're sixth best against running backs. Moose giving up four, an average of 14 points per game to the running backs. That means multiple. So you're looking at probably 14 points between Peterson and Swift this week. And I would lean towards Swift if I had to. Well,
2: they have been getting Swift, the goal line works. So if they can if yeah. they can get to the goal line, you'll probably get at least a touchdown off of Swift. Yeah, yes. they
1: they said they want to give him more uh swift more touches so peterson definitely becoming irrelevant um, yeah so my sit i'm kind of like moose i have a couple so mine is a team wide one which would be the new york giants offense uh versus the tampa bay buccaneers slayton bench um Contrary to what I said about Jamal Williams, you know, replacing the starter since there's an injury, Gallman replacing um Devontae Freeman. Like, don't play Gallman against the Bucks. Like I know some people are desperate, but don't do it. <laughs> it's yeah. not gonna go well. The, um, Bucks, Eng- the
0: Bucks defense is very good.
1: Yeah. Ingram, uh not a good tight end start. He's been super disappointing this year. Uh, Daniel Jones, Bench, uh, Sterling Shepard might save your week with receptions, but I I say don't start any of them this
0: week. I think that's fair. I think, guys, like Tampa Bay, I mean, we'll talk about this maybe when we get into the midseason review episode coming out next Wednesday, but I think Tampa Bay is emerging as maybe the best team in the NFC, and their defense is so uh,
1: good. I, I just want to bring this up. Um, okay. I M- Moose and I went back and forth, and even with you, Dave, about, oh, Tampa Bay is going to have issues with the coach and Brady, you know, Brady wanting to run it his way. Like, Tampa Bay is arguably top two, three best teams in the league or number one well-rounded team. Like, you can look at Pittsburgh as competition to them, but um, Brady's up. Like, Brady's looking better than he did last year. Uh,
0: it's crazy. Like, Anthony, uh, what do you have to it, save yourself? Save it for, it, yourself, save it for I, the midseason review. Save it for the midseason review, pal. I know, but um, I just... Uh, I was never... We, big we on like, it. I, did, I didn't think Tampa Bay would, at this point, be the best team in the NFC. But I didn't think they'd be bad. Moose Moose thought maybe otherwise. <laughs> well, yeah, I definitely
2: brought up major... There's major question marks at the start of the season. But you can't it, deny uh, that.
1: But, right. But the question marks, like my argument for it, was Brady is going to be what, or is one of the greatest QBs of all time? Like, was he really going to start shit in his forties with Ari- in, uh, with Bruce Arians and then just kind of ruin like well, his chance to prove that he can? Games. Why he well, was starting
2: shit in his forties when he was in New England. Yeah, but it's a team he's
1: been comfortable with, but he's not going to go to another team to prove that he can do it somewhere else and just start shit in his 40s, you know? Like, then it just taints his name for the last three years that he wants to play in the league, you know? It just seemed... Or at least it would just seem weird for it to go terribly... Like, if they were mediocre, then it'd be like, okay, like, everybody saw them being mediocre, but with all the weapons there and the coaching staff, like, it was hard for it to go south in my opinion.
0: Well, I mean, listen, this is a potentially good segue to get into. I mean, we'll save those debates for the mid-season review episode, but let's get right into Antonio Brown. Okay? And that's something that we've neglected to talk about in the podcast. Listen, we assumed if you're, you know, as soon as it was announced Antonio Brown was signing with the Bucs, someone in your league went and signed him immediately um, or already had him stashed away on the bench. So, um, people are on top of that. We didn't expect you to need any advice on uh, on Antonio Brown. But now that he's signed with the Bucks, what I'd really like to hear from you guys as we watch... Oh, man, a really oh, late hit on Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, Teddy Very Bridgewater. Very dirty. Scuffles ensued. Bridgewater's down. Oh, no. Moose, you just picked him up, and you're playing him. I know you're concerned. I'm playing him, too. Uh, well, yeah, I have a quarterback curse going on here because... You I traded the Dak Prescott I started in the league, Dak. And I you started, started Dalton.
2: Teddy. I started Teddy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. It happens. We all have those seasons. Anyways, Jeez. we'll update you on Teddy Bridgewater after. Guys, Antonio Brown signing with the Bucks. First, of all, I, I want to hear what do, what do you think Antonio Brown's going to do? Is he going to be good? Um, and then what does it mean for the rest of the team and the other fantasy-relevant options on Tampa Bay? Um, I, I don't think he's going to be good.
2: Yeah. Why? Not... He's been out of football for a while. I I doubt he's been practicing at full speed. He's dealing with lawsuits for a whole variety of different things. Um, they're paying him next to nothing. It almost seems like it's a it's a plea, uh, you know, to the NFL and a team just sort of signed him to get him some money because he's a disaster outside of football.
1: Anthony. Mm. Yeah. Um, I agree with Moose. Um, When he went to the Patriots last year, he, I think, had one game where he was relevant in fantasy. What was it? He really only
0: played the one
2: game.
1: Was it one or two games he played? Yeah, he
2: played like two games.
1: Yeah. So I I think, depending on his lawsuits and everything, whether he's in and out of the league, if he remains with the team for the rest of the season... He'll be a boomer bust, like he'll be worse than Mike Evans right now. He'll have a game where he'll probably get you like 15 fantasy points that he won't show up for two weeks. They have too many receivers over there. They have too many targets. It's it, like they'll be good in, I guess, real life um, on the field and he'll be a target that people will, you know, they'll want to defend against, but for fantasy, I don't think he'll be relevant enough that you should pick him up and actually
0: start him. I think that's an important distinction um, because I I think that he'll definitely be good for the team. Well, good for the team. He'll be a good real-life option. Um, I do think it's worth noting that there are, like, so many people in Tampa Bay, and Tom Brady's going to spread the ball out, so for fantasy purposes might not know who's going to be good. But Antonio Brown, guys, we're talking about uh, let's disregard his character. We're not going to speak to that on the episode, but in terms of football, he when he left the game, he was, a year and a half ago, the best receiver in the National Football League by far, and he had been for about three years in a row. The one game that he played last year with Tom Brady, he was targeted eight times, four receptions, 56 yards, and a touchdown off of a few practices, a handful of practices with Tom Brady. And it's the thing that, i think about is that tom brady went out and got him sought him out on new england and then again this year on tampa that's not true he what do you mean it's not true clearly tom brady had a say and wanted antonio brown on his team
2: they came out publicly and said that tom brady had nothing to do with the antonio brown signing of course they're going to
0: say it because they don't want to seem like tom brady's running the show but guys newsflash Tom Brady's running the show in Tampa Bay. Like, I guess, it's clearly. Really,
1: it seems like Arians is not terribly happy about the situation by his comments. Just exactly. Saying like, if he's not if he's not going to play football the way we want to play football, then his ass is gone. Like, he's... It, it's kind of like he... And he's not even there yet. His, he's not yeah, even exactly. there yet. He hasn't even started and, chirping. And, it, and it's hard... To believe that Tom Brady had nothing to do with it because he had everything to do with it in New England, and coincidentally he's in Tampa Bay, and like, and then Antonio Brown is making a comeback. They didn't really need him.
0: They didn't need him, right? And that's what Bruce
1: Arians said too. Yeah, he said we don't need him. So I know Bruce Arians coached Antonio Brown, but for somebody that apparently went out to go get him,
0: he's not sounding like he did. So, anyways. Most likely scenario is he's not going to go off off the charts, but I think that it does weaken Mike Evans, Chris and Chris Godwin, and, but and strengthen Miller. yes, but strengthen Tom Brady uh, as a fantasy option. Um, sure, and he's definitely high risk, Antonio Brown, but you know he could just so Moose he could just as easily be kicked off the team for trouble as he could be a really good fantasy wide receiver. Those are equally probable but if he goes off <laughs> look out yeah but that you, could be a it, it, but it
1: like for people that are trying to win their leagues or make it into the playoffs you can't predict like we're, we're almost at the point where we can't predict if you should start mike evans week in week week
2: out like scotty miller we was a was <laughs> I'll, I'll, oh. I'll give you this i'll give you this moosey said mike evans i'll give you this look what's happening in seattle you have only two Really good wide yeah. receivers. Week to week, you don't know. Is it going to be Tyler Lockett? Is it going to be DK
0: Metcalf? It's well, going to be even
2: worse moose. in Tampa one Bay. one
0: was designated on defense, okay? DK Metcalf was just defense last week.
2: It's going to be even worse <laughs> in Tampa Bay. You're never yeah. going to know who it's going to go to, or it's going to yep. go to
0: everybody, and everyone's just going to get a
2: little bit of, of fantasy points. Yep. So, I don't I know. Mean, I think it's yeah. a, I think it's a situation at this point. If you want to win your championship, stay away from it. You probably have better options
0: already on your team. Yeah. Okay, let's move on from this guy. Okay. All right. Topic number two for discussion, gentlemen, is uh, three injured running backs, three premier injured running backs um, on their teams who are – we're not sure when they're coming back, but they're coming back soon. We want to get your input and opinion on – maybe when they're coming back and what does it mean for their backups and for them when they do. So we're talking about Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin cook and Aaron Jones. Okay. And their backups being Mike Davis, who's been nothing short of excellent in Christian McCaffrey's absence, Alexander Madison, who had one game and was very underwhelming in his one game. And then uh, Jamal Williams, who we already talked about a little bit as a potential start. Who's been great in the one game that Aaron Jones was out. So, um, Anthony, let's start with you. what do you think here in terms of let's start with McCaffrey
1: um I, I think it would be silly for them not to use Mike Davis uh, when McCaffrey returns. McCaffrey is clearly um, their best offensive option and depending on Bridgewater's situation right now because he did not continue play um McCaffrey is their go-to guy, but if they want to keep him healthy for the full, rest of season they're gonna need Mike Davis to you know be present in the passing game and he's such a big guy that like why wouldn't you use him in the red zone um, to to, to run in a touchdown Um, so I think Mike Davis is worth keeping on your team when when McCaffrey does return um, he's obviously not going to be a week-in, week-out starter. It'll be hard to predict at the beginning how much work he will get, but I think it'll be like a 70-30 timeshare in favor of McCaffrey, obviously. And then if I move on to the others, I already spoke about uh, Jamal Williams. And
0: well, hold I on. Think. I want to I hear Moose. Do you agree with uh, okay. with his take on Chris McCaffrey? Yeah, I think it would
2: be foolish for the Carolina Panthers to give a 70-30 uh You know, to Christian McCaffrey, I think it really his usage should depend on game script. I mean, it's very easy. It's very easy for him to irritate that ankle again. Mike Davis is doing a great job. So, until you need Christian McCaffrey, I know it sucks for fantasy owners, but until you need Christian McCaffrey, uh, you know, to start winning your games, I don't know why Mm you, you know, you'd risk re-injuring until you absolutely need that running back.
0: Yeah, and I think, so, they've been very cautious. They're being very cautious with Christian McCaffrey, making sure he's 100% healthy. I feel like as soon as they see Christian McCaffrey at 100% health, that they're going to green light him to kind of take over. So, I'm predicting, first game McCaffrey's back, Mike Davis will be super relevant for fantasy purposes, and maybe even, you know, one more game. But then after that, I I don't think it's going to be much of a share. I think McCaffrey is going to be the way to go. Mike Davis will be almost irrelevant after a few games. But I mean, a few more games takes you almost to the fantasy playoffs. So if you have them, it's pretty good. All right. What about uh, Dalvin cook and Alexander Madison? So this one's a little bit tricky. Uh, Dalvin
2: cook is expected to be back this week, but uh, he hasn't been practicing. So that's a little bit of a concern rolling into the weekend. I think this is the big question mark because Alexander Madison had a week to show what he had, and everybody was under the impression that, and based off of what we've seen, that Alexander Madison could do just about 90% of everything yes. Dalvin Cook can do. everyone
0: thought that. Everyone's like, very he's just running it. back.
2: Yeah. And then he didn't really do anything, and it was kind of a disappointing week for, for Madison owners. So but, this is but, it. It was a very is, disappointing week. Is do, do you start Alexander Madison? He seems to only shine when he's sharing a backfield.
1: Um, i'm gonna I'm gonna disagree a bit with that because we saw last year when Dalvin Cook wasn't around. We saw Madison produce. And the reason why everybody thought Madison was gonna go off when um, when uh, Dalvin, Dalvin was Cook there. sat out is because he's done it before, the game before. When but he Double did, like, Hook for one out.
0: game, Anthony, and then he got hurt in that but game.
1: but he did that in a quarter. He right. did that in a quarter, and last year, like I said, uh, we saw him play well, even as a backup, and then game one this this year, he had 10 points. Like, basically, if we're comparing him to Jamal Williams, essentially, they're equal because they both only had two double-digit weeks, and we know that they're both capable. Um yes, it was even more disappointing last week because it was against the Atlanta Falcons, which yep. is a ter- uh not last week, 2 weeks ago where they were on a bye. Actually the, the the
0: Falcons are pretty good run defense actually, believe it or not.
1: So, yeah, they don't allow a lot of points uh um a lot of rushing touchdowns but more receiving yards to the backs. And they didn't throw to Madison a lot. So, I think I think he's the <laughs> If Dalvin Cook doesn't play this week against Green Bay, I think you'll have a tough time too. But I say you can play him confidently, like over guys like Gallman, over uh, Lamichael Le- uh, Le- Pirine. Um, I think he's a better start this week than uh, Miles Gaskin. Okay, what about um, this?
0: Then Miles Gaskin this week? Really? Yeah. I, I had over Miles Gaskin. Gaskin. Would you play him over Miles Gaskin? Miles Gaskin who are, who is one of my Dolphins playing places. this week. Uh, the Miami Dolphins playing the LA Rams. Um, and who's
2: um Minnesota playing? Green Bay. Green Bay.
0: Pretty both pretty good run defenses. Mm-hmm. No, I'd I'd probably play Miles Gaskin. I play Miles Gaskin. Okay, how about this, guys. Um, Alexander hey, Madison. I, I have that. I have that
1: beer bet with you uh, for Miles Gaskin being better than David Montgomery. Don't get me wrong. I'm a yeah. Miles Gaskin fan. I think this week with Aaron Donald, like it's to be a welcome to the league rookie. Like,
0: I, yeah, I, I and welcome to the struggle. league for, for Tua Tonga Valoa. But uh, what about Boston Scott versus Alexander Madison this week? Boston Scott. Yeah, me too. Boston Scott. Yeah, Boston, Boston Scott. What about Giovanni Bernard, assuming Joe Mixon's out, versus the Tennessee Titans? Or Alexander Madison?
1: Well, Tennessee Titans are a terrible D
0: right now. They allow a lot of points, so, so I would go Joe Gio Bernard. Bernard. Okay. Yeah. What about Lev Bell, Kansas City Chiefs versus the Jets, the Baltimore Jets this week, or Alexander Madison? Technically the backup, Lev Bell. I mean, there could
2: be lots of running in that game because yes, I would Kansas City's going to go up early. I would go I Lev Bell. Yeah.
1: And then if they're up early, then they, they're not going to want to play um
0: Hilaire. They don't have to play him the whole time. Hilaire, a lot. They're going to want okay. Le'Veon Bell to. What about? This is the last one for you guys. And it, Moose is going to love this one. Mr. Jermichael Hasty, San Francisco 49ers, against the Seahawks. Assuming Jarek McKinnon is, is still you know, limited. I'm sorry. Is this, question, is
2: this question confirming that Jermichael Hasty and Jarek McKinnon are the starters this week? I nope, think it's going to be it,
1: it's it's most likely gonna be, but Tevin Coleman came off IR
2: He's not yes. this week. He's not off IR he yet. Came,
1: yeah, well, they said he's coming off IR. They
2: announced it. Yeah, they said he might come so off. So, Michael Hasty no, be There's no way Tevin Coleman is starting this weekend.
1: He gets serious. Starting, no. But will he be number two? No. <laughs>
0: Well, until it happens, we have to wait. <laughs> anyway, so all that to say, Alexander Madison, eh, you're probably not super comfortable playing in this week. I mean, if you have to, you have to, but uh, there are other options. All right. What about uh, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, guys?
2: I've already said uh, that. We, already, we this. already sort of spoke about it earlier. Okay. Fair enough.
0: Do we think expect Aaron Jones to be back or no? No. No.
1: He's not practicing. Okay. So right now, usually right. at this point of the week when you're not practicing, it's not looking good to
0: start. All right. Well, that about does it for uh, those fun debate topics. What's up, Anthony?
1: Um, I just want to bring up something because uh, I I know we try to get some beer bets in every week. I have one for Moose, potentially, if you want. Okay, let's hear it. Because we have our season-long one, well, the three of us, as far as our top finishing rookie wide receivers in fantasy. Um, The guy who I debated with also as my must-start was Henry Ruggs, Roman numeral three, against the Cleveland Browns. Um, I think that he will do better than Brandon Ayuk this week, fantasy wise. Oh, that's a good beer. Bet. I'll take
2: that bet.
0: And he did. Oh, stamp it in the sand. Ayuk the sand. versus Ruggs, Roman numeral three. Listen, Vegas has a good matchup. The Las Vegas Raiders do. Um, who are they against? Oh, gotta remember. I'll pull it up. They're against Cleveland. I just said. The Cleveland Browns. Did you just say it? I'm sorry, Anthony. Yeah, I just said against the um Browns. And they're pretty weak against the pass. Um, Man, They're but I think I think listen, rugs, rugs needs a big play because he's not getting a lot of volume. I think Nelson Aguilar is 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 like uh, the main guy oh, there
1: right you now. You forget two 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 episodes ago, he had the volume and a big fantasy week. Two uh, two episodes ago, two games ago.
2: Right. He did. And then when this he had and then what happened? Nothing. <laughs> then nothing. But kind of uh, like kind of like Mike Evans.
1: Oh, uh, Mike Evans is a little better because Mike it. Evans is you're in the top me. 12 still or top 14. All right, I'm guys,
0: really time. quick. I want to hit you with some would you rathers. Um, okay. All right. Let's we did it. It. We did some running backs with uh, some backup running backs. So we're good there. Let's I'm just going to go real quick here with some QBs. You tell me rapid fire who'd rather start Cam Newton versus Buffalo or Baker Mayfield versus Vegas. Oh, Baker Mayfield. Me too, Baker. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Baker is unanimous. Begrug, All right. begrudgingly. Matt, yeah. Matt Stafford versus the Colts or Jared Goff versus the Dolphins. Oh God.
1: Matt Stafford. I'm gonna go Matt Stafford.
2: Yeah, I would have to agree there too.
0: I think I won't start any of them. I think I'm going go, <laughs> I think I would go Goff there. All right, couple of rookie sensations. Joe Burrow versus the Tennessee Titans. Or Justin Herbert, Herbert versus the Denver Broncos? Herbert. Herbert. Really, against the Denver D. Interesting. Yeah. I'm going to go Joe Burrow versus the Titans, guys.
1: Well, I think the Chargers defense is going to stop them and then just tire out that defense because they're going to be
0: on the field all the time. Hey, I hope so. I hope so. I have Herbert in the league. Uh, two leagues. Um, Tom Brady, old man Tom Brady, greatest of all time, versus the Giants – or Josh Allen versus New England? Oh, my God. It's easy. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Easy Tom Brady against your guy, Josh Allen, who you picked to be the top TV in the league? Yeah, but he's playing the worst team in the league. Okay. Josh
1: Allen, like he's had yeah, three right. down weeks. Tom Brady's like...
0: playing the worst team in the league. So that could mean they run the ball a ton with Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette, and they don't pass the ball. Uh, they're going to pass the ball. How are they not going to? Interesting. He's going to have fun out there. I mean, I think I would also pick Tom Brady, but just saying. Moose? Yeah, I said Tom Brady. Okay. Last one for quarterbacks. Ryan Tannehill versus the Cincinnati Bengals or Lamar Jackson versus the Steelers. Whatever
2: the first option was, I didn't I didn't get it. Ryan Tannehill versus Tannehill. the Bengals? Ryan Tannehill. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, Tannehill. Um I'm surprised you didn't bring up your boy uh, Big Ben because I know he's usually uh, a spot start and like yeah. I'll just say he was going to be one of my sits this week.
0: Yeah, I mean I Baltimore think that game I is think gonna Baltimore be Pittsburgh boring. is going to be a lot of defense, a lot of running. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be Do you, do you think Baltimore game. is going to beat the Steelers? No. You know what? I I th- I th- I like the Steelers. Listen, I'm a home obviously I'm, a, I'm biased. Um but I think Pittsburgh matches up well with Baltimore this year and the the key is Baltimore is going to have to throw the ball cuz Pittsburgh's going to stuff the run and they're going to limit yeah. Lamar Jackson. If any defense could limit Lamar running, it's Pittsburgh. So he's going to throw the ball, or the Kansas City Well, they're Chiefs. not going to
1: run the. They're not going to run the ball much because yes. Ingram's injured. Dobbins won't be able to handle it, and Gus Edwards won't be able to handle it. So well, Edwards and gonna Dobbins be are Lamar pretty good, Jack- but but Steelers defense is awesome. No, not against the Steelers defense. It's going to be Lamar Jackson that'll lead the team in rushing, and it's going to be a boring, low-scoring game. Probably, as long
0: as Pittsburgh comes out on top, I'm good. All right, a couple of wide receivers for you guys, real quick. Um, okay, we'll skip this one. Cole Beasley. Anthony's guy versus the Patriots, or Corey Davis versus the Bengals. Cole Beasley. What? What was the second option? Corey Davis versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Cole Beasley. Really? I would probably go Corey Davis there because New England uh, secondary is still pretty good. All right. In that Pittsburgh Baltimore matchup, AJ
1: Brown is sorry. AJ Brown's not practicing, so ah, he never practices. He,
0: he's too good for practice. It,
1: no, he's injured. yeah. They said. <laughs> He's injured, but they said he's not practicing, but expect him to play. But I would just say he's basically has a
0: bone bruise every game. It hurts a lot after, rests for the week, then plays the game. Okay. Steelers Baltimore, Marquise Brown or Juju Smith Schuster, if you had to play one. Juju. Really? Yeah. Oh, God. Why? Yeah. Uh, Deontay Johnson's supposed to play.
2: uh, Yeah, but I mean, Hollywood hasn't done much this season. Hollywood needs one play. Who's Marcus Peters going to cover?
0: Juju needs one play. I mean, Uh, I'm going to go Marquise Brown here. I'm going to go Marquise Brown too. All right. Kenny Galladay versus the Colts or Stefan Diggs versus the Patriots? Who is the first one? Kenny Galladay versus the Colts. Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay. Oh, okay. And last one, Travis. Who do you pick? Oh, sorry. Mm, Kenny day because Diggs will get the best matchup on him. Definitely Gilmore. Travis Fulgham versus the Cowboys. Versus the Cowboys. Or Anthony Allen Robinson versus the New Orleans Saints. Well,
1: <laughs> Allen Robinson How? is in concussion, yeah, protocol. In concussion Look, protocol. Assume he plays. Assume he plays. I still go the other way. I Travis Fulgham. Fulgham.
0: Yes. It's Dallas. Dallas is terrible. Moose? Yeah, I guess Fulgum. Me too, Fulgum. I just wanted to get a unanimous Travis Fulgum, and especially against uh, a wide receiver on Anthony's favorite team. <laughs> That's it. That's my would-you-rathers. <laughs> that was fun. I like rapid-fire would-you-rathers. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, words of wisdom. Week eight.
2: Uh, um, Buffy season four, way more intense.
0: Buffy season four, way more intense. I like it. Uh I recently watched the Bo-Rat movie, the sequel. Worth a watch. There are some there are some parts where you just you, you, you laugh out loud.
2: Not nearly what? as good as the first one.
0: No, no, definitely not as good as the first one. You watched it, Moose? Yeah, I I, okay. I didn't find it that funny. There were funny parts, but overall yeah. you're like, yeah, it's overall disappointing.
1: <laughs> um on the whole. What I'll bring up just before we end is just conclude the game uh, that's happening tonight. Yeah. Uh, Falcons are up 25-17. to It is raining real hard now. Um, Teddy Bridgewater has not come back. And as far as fantasy plays, uh, Todd Gurley just saved his week with a touchdown. So he made it into the double digits. Curtis Samuel, if you picked him up and played him, very smart. But uh, Robbie Anderson... Uh, 6.3 fantasy points and DJ Moore, two targets, zero receptions. I oh, know. guys, what do you think about zero. DJ Moore? Like, Dave, you're <sighs> a DJ Moore owner in our dynasty. Like, how do been, you feel about him? I have him? been the
0: dynasty and two redraft leagues. But
1: he had two big weeks. Like, is he a Mike Evans? Is he uh, a boomer bus play?
0: Listen, at this point, I don't know because Bridgewater's out. Uh, we got uh, a nod from Moose. When when I, said, I said it preseason. Left? You guys were so high on DJ Moore. And I said, no way. Well, listen. Robbie Anderson's come in as the like Robbie Anderson is the number one wide receiver now, um, yeah. but you th- you would figure they'd be they'd be able to to support two wide receivers on Carolina, but it really depends, man. It well, really depends it was on Samuel Teddy Bridgewater. Today.
1: The, last exactly. year, everybody expected Samuel to break out. He yeah. didn't. It was all DJ Moore.
0: Yeah, um, I and, still love uh, DJ Moore. Like uh, like you don't want a floor like this. Like you can't have goose eggs. Like that sucks. But yeah. he doesn't need like he had three weeks in a row. We had four receptions and 93 yards. Like the guy's explosive. They got to get him the ball. They got to target him more than two times. Anyways. I think
1: the thing with him
0: watching this game,
1: the two targets he had were like just the most difficult catches. And yes. if he doesn't come down with them, especially today, it's raining a lot for them. But it's if he doesn't come down with them, like he gets nothing. So you you go from like like he hasn't had the worst single digit, digit weeks either like in half point PPR he's had 7.4 16 7.5 6.9 17.3 11.8 23.3 so he's had 3 weeks where he's been down and four now five uh actually it'll be four weeks now four where he's four. down yeah. 4 and 4 so he is this is boomer bust he's
0: 50-50 yeah. a little bit boomer bust anyways and now uh, PJ Walker. A
2: lot of wisdom, Anthony.
0: Thank you. P- <laughs> now P.J. Walker's in the game. I think it's Fuck worth mentioning is. that P.J. Walker, <laughs> who's currently now playing for the Carolina Panthers, uh, was playing in the XFL before it was yes, he disbanded was. and then by The Rock. So P.J. Walker, big success story. He was a, like the MVP in the XFL. He was a dual threat running back, and uh, he's a good story. He's a good story. Teddy Bridgewater, back
1: in the game. Is he
0: back was- in the
1: game? Was that him? He's yeah, back yeah he's game. back. They were massaging
2: okay. his neck and he's various techniques. Well, I think
1: it was more the concussion
0: because his his neck bent pretty uh, it bent back. dangerously. It bent back. All right, here we go. DJ Moore, 100-yard TD reception coming up. But you'll have to uh, check the highlights for that one because that about does it for us on this episode of the podcast. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Ciao.